Welcome to another episode of The Brand Called You, a podcast and podcast show that brings you leadership lessons, knowledge, experience, and wisdom from thousands of successful individuals from around the world. I'm your host, Ashutosh Garg, and today I'm privileged to welcome a very senior professional from India, Mr. Rajesh Singh. Rajesh, welcome to the show. Thank you. Thank you, Ashutosh. Rajesh uh, is the president of R3D Little India. He is the vice chair of the India-Uzbekistan Investment Corridor. He is, in his own words, an agripreneur, and we're going to talk about that. And he's a passionate wildlife photographer. So, British, uh, before we get into uh, what you're doing, tell me a little bit about your journey and what took you to the consulting world. So, it's been a long journey, Asutos. You know, I think 25 years in corporate and I think 43 years in this world. Uh, consulting is a very recent ad which I recently you know, started working with. Mm-hmm. Uh, for a long more than two decades, I have been part of the other side of table. Uh, started as an offshore off-road resource with a computer education company. You must have heard about Aptech. Mm-hmm. And then the journey started way back in 96 after my 12th examination. Mm-hmm. And uh, you know, then moved into telecommunication sector for a long time. Have worked closely with some brilliant and fantastic people, the leaders today that you see mm-hmm. across the horizon. And from prepaid to postpaid. Anything under the umbrella of telecom is what I've been able to sell or work mm. together. Mm. And then realized and moved into telecom infrastructure. Okay. Uh, been there and seen almost all transaction, big transactions. Mm. And moved into uh, infrastructure and utility firm. Okay. So my last assignment, uh, if you say from non-consulting background was with SL Group, Dr. Subhash Chandra's company. Mm. And I was spearheading the operations of a company called uh, SL Utilities. Mm-hmm. And we were into power distribution, water distribution, mm. also ported into gas distribution. Mm. So that's been journey, uh, been part of entire B2C, B2B business. Mm. I think, and, and I think two years back before the COVID hit the world, I was contemplating the next move in career. And I was just realizing that, you know, having accumulated all the experience of more than 20 years, mm. where should I go? Mm. And then this, this opportunity came my way. Fantastic. Fantastic. So uh, you're also the vice chair of the India-Uzbekistan Investment Corridor. Tell me a little bit about your role here and what are the opportunities in Uzbekistan? So before I think I'll tell you about my role here, I think let me also put things in perspective. Why this corridor? Mm-hmm. Uh, we were uh, discussing in a like-minded people's group there. And uh, I think Afghanistan situation was getting worse then. Mm. And since we had fantastic relationship in pro-Taliban situation, I think we were also discussing about what is going to happen if Afghanistan is going to be taken away uh, from the kind of reform it was seen. Mm. Uh, Mr. Manish Prabhat, who is currently the ambassador of uh, India's ambassador in Uzbekistan, he happens to be part of uh, you know a friend circle. One of my friend who's uh, eminent lawyer and environment uh, conservationist called Sudhir Mishra. Mm-hmm. Sudhir and Manish was also part of that. Uh, we thought uh, Uzbekistan is going to be a better destination, uh, more likely friendly nation in the change scenario if that happens. And unfortunately, mm-hmm. all that happened in Afghanistan and we were already working closely. We had meeting with the Uzbekistani ambassador to India. So we mm-hmm. had a fantastic support. Hmm. We thought to create uh, a corridor where both, you know, uh, industrialists from the both nation can leverage this opportunity. And I think there are a lot of similarity, a lot of things we have common. Right. In terms of a lot of traces of our culture, though you know, religiously it may not seem very appropriate. But if you look at the the way the behave 
they live they consider they consume so a lot of things are very very common between india and uzbekistan in fact one of the prominent uh, you know restaurant in india is named abukhara correct uh, story behind uh, taskan is you already know we yeah. had a unfortunate incident but i think both countries go back on old linen uh, lineage so we thought this can be a right opportunity uh, we had meeting with, between both the ambassadors coming at one platform and this corridor was formed Mm. Uh, Sudhir was kind to give me a role of uh, vice chair because my job was to bring industry on board mm. and actually explore opportunity how uh, you know participants from both nations can leverage what we have to offer. So mm. India has lot to offer in tourism or also in many more sectors are promising. I think I can't explain about each sector yeah. that we are talking mm. about. And similarly, we have some very prominent areas in the, in Uzbekistan which can literally be really leverage. Mm. with regard to like hospitality healthcare so uh, the transaction started and you know we had one or two visits also there uh, now i think this is the the, the corridor has really matured you know i i'm, I'm in complete agreement i've been to uzbekistan twice yeah. uh, you know on five six day trips more as a tourist and to play a little golf and so on but uh, you know it's an, it's an amazing country you know from a tourism perspective also for indians yes. three hours away and then you got samarkand bukhara Yes, Ashkent. You know, uh, and when I when I tell people there are bullet trains running, they are quite sure, you know shocked. They're... Yeah, I think economically they are uh, better than you know what we are today. Uh, whatever could have been the situation there, hmm. government is now opening up. Their their democracy is as fresh as of any other new nation. Right. It's just less than a decade old, and they are now open uh, to. attract invite welcome people uh, very graciously mm. uh, sectors are also promising now auto sector for that matter i would say mm. uh, the healthcare and hospitality sector is also so yeah. they are looking forward this infrastructure investment to come in from india mm. and i personally you know has started engaging and reaching out to couple of indian entrepreneurs mm. uh, they are also finding it really very very lucrative destination to invest absolutely fantastic so let me now move to your other passion of being an agropreneur okay tell me a little bit uh, and obviously this means that you must be investing money in agriculture <laughs> so not that way astos i think uh-huh. uh, i'm not sure whether this is the term i coined but i think i was talking to some of my friend uh-huh. uh, i was doing agriculture so what are you doing currently vijay so i said i am doing agriculture oh so from entrepreneur to agropreneur okay so how the term you know you know coined up uh-huh. uh, this started uh, during my transition from corporate world to consulting world mm. uh, i decided to move out of cities because you know it was a long career of 20 years and i was really wanting to uh, uh, i would say live with my passion i have a passion of doing wildlife photography mm-hmm. so this is where i i thought you know we'll do something in life we'll, we'll wander around so i took a break mm. briefly and uh, went to a place where i in my partnership i'm running a small boutique lodge in a place called kanha kanha mm-hmm. tiger yeah so this is where i was there and the covid came so i had nothing to do for you know couple of months mm. uh, i managed to get a telecommunication network there through my resources and people i know in telecom sector mm. so when the communication started from forest i said mm. what to do because i have around 18 20 acre of land around mm. uh, we had no other work to do you know so uh, for a person like me who been busy all across in lot of 20 mm. years mm. so i had a little piece i said let's let's build it around and then uh, you know uh, we developed that land we put drip irrigation system learned lot of things using google using youtube and i said why not let me try this 
So first year, uh, and we got a lot of support from the locals who used to be former Naxals or mm. tribal people. They came forward. Mm. For them also, this was a new thing. Somebody coming and investing, they got employment opportunity. I got a lot of people to work together, mm. and I had enough free time to do this. So it was basically a, a, a learning process for me. Mm. One curve of agriculture, and you know, I come from the same background. My ancestral place, people used to do agriculture, and I have seen very closely. I'm, you know, I have my own. share of working in farm during my childhood mm. so it was not new to me but i think i was trying to do it more a professional way mm. so we started using drip irrigation system and you know uh, we got around 2 to 1/2 acre land and we planted uh, saplings of green chilies mm-hmm. it's been commendable uh, you know yield yeah. not in terms of money but in terms of learning in terms mm. of uh, you know building mm. and more what what was more you know uh, meaningful for me was that during the covid i was able to provide employment to more than 20 people consistently correct correct trust me i have seen this very closely ashutosh how in one year their life has fundamentally changed mm. so people who used to consume mahua liquor every morning they used to come to my farm and then they they gave up the liquor now they are getting a daily wages which is a security for them they are mm. getting food there i am also learning a lot of thing with them mm. yield is happening so you know i also started learning how what kind of pesticide to be taken to put how you can prevent crops to be you know go wasted so a lot of things happen i mean i can't really explain the but, entire process but you know a follow up question to uh, a top consultant who's also an agricultural entrepreneur is when you wear your consulting hat what have been some of your learnings as an agricultural entrepreneur from what you call a small piece of land which is 20 acres <laughs> okay uh A small piece of land, twenty acre. I said a small piece of two acre out of twenty acre. <laughs> okay, okay, I stand correct. Uh, one thing which is very, very important and very, uh, I would like to highlight this yeah. is that the greatest learning is that you have to put your skin into the game. Yeah, you just cannot do this by sending an email or sending a text or calling some people. Please do in my correct. do this job in the case in my farm. So you have to get down to the field. Second, more important is. you should know how to roll on the sleeves mm-hmm. third most important a person who is not as qualified so called mm-hmm. as you mm-hmm. but knows the subject so you please be greater uh, you know be open to learn from them because they teach you a lot of things right. i did not know more about farming i only could get from it, some information using the social media platforms or anything yeah. there but what i was taught mm-hmm. by by the people who are not even educated mm-hmm. so three fundamental things i learned person who does not wear any consulting cap also can teach you a lot of things you just be right learner yeah and i think uh, i I've, i've been firm believer of a concept like that you should know people mm. like people mm. i've always been my uh, strong believer on my in my entire life that i have been a people guy people manager mm. connecting them emotionally has given me lot of solace i would tell you mm. so that was something which i really learned and i have hardly seen any attrition in last two and three years in fact i have got people coming in uh, girls who are getting married so instead of running away they are actually bringing their husband to come to the work wow. so that's what i've seen fantastic fantastic let me now move to uh, your other passion which is wildlife photography tell me about uh, this passion and some of the interesting photographs and you know you've taken in different parts of the world my photography journey started formally somewhere in uh, late uh, beginning of 2010 or i think late of 2010 mm. uh, 
uh, I was working with a company called American Tower Corporation. My job was very, very hectic. I was traveling all across. It was a peak period of uh, telecom. And then came mm. one unfortunate verdict of cancellation of licenses. Yeah. Uh, so obviously the, the biggest pressure was on telecom infrastructure company because you had already invested so much of money. I was mm. running around. Mm. My health started deteriorating. I did not realize and one day I literally collapsed in office because of the high potential of many more issues. Mm. Um, my doctor advised me to go take some break and at least unwind myself. Mm-hmm. And uh, that unwinding actually happened. I saw somebody using a camera and I liked the, the, the voice of the shutter when he was clicking. So I mm. thought let's buy a camera. Mm. I went to buy a camera and it, along with camera came uh, an offer to you know join a group. I joined the group and I, in next 10 days, I landed in uh, Bandhagarh. Okay. And uh, we, we were there for four or five days. In fact, I had six safaris. In four safari, I could not saw, I mean, not in a tiger, but though a lot of species mm. I spotted. Mm. My fifth safari, I saw a tail of a tigress. Mm-hmm. And the sixth safari, I saw a brilliant uh, sighting of a tigress. Mm. And that's where my wildlife journey started. And I think it's been now a good 12 years. I've traveled all across, particularly in India, mm. have done uh, some share of my photography and, you know, wherever is the opportunity, I'm trying to play my role in doing whatever little I could do in mm. wildlife conservation also. Mm. My so wildlife, that, yeah, sorry. No, go ahead, go ahead, please. My wildlife took me to Kana, that passion yeah. took me to Kana and I was right. in Kana and then suddenly I hope I will end up living the rest of my retirement life in Kana. Only. Amazing. Amazing. So for my viewers and listeners, what is the kind of equipment you have you acquired first? And I'm sure over the last 12 years, you must have now got some really professional equipment. <laughs> so tell me about the equipment that you've been buying. I started with a Sony CyberSort small camera, point and shoot. But uh, that was like, you know, most of us used to keep in our family. Point and like, shoot. Point and right? camera. Uh, Wildlife, when I started, I bought a Canon uh, 550D and it was pretty costly then those days. In 2010, when I was spending 50, 50, 60,000 bucks on uh, you know, buying a camera, it was yeah. damn expensive. Mm. But then, you know, it's like passion of you are goal for, you know, like, so Correct. absolutely same. So you have a passion and you are living with it. Uh, I mean, gradually we kept buying one or two mm. uh, good lenses, then upgrading the cameras. Mm. So my last purchase is a Canon 1DX with some credible lenses. Mm. Uh, I think I can buy a small size of car if I really try a good luxury car. (laughs) So that's kind of investment I have made. But having said that, I think uh, uh, the role of camera equipment is less in Mm. wildlife photography. It's more about your inquisitiveness, your patience, and in your obviously timing that you have, Mm. how you observe the behavior of the animal. Uh, It has given me a lot of learning, a lot of teaching indeed. uh, I have become more uh, passionate and also become, uh, you know, more patient as well. Wow. Wow. And uh, my next question uh, is that, do you exhibit uh, some of these uh, in open exhibitions or do you keep them private for yourself? Yeah, I did. I think with the group I was working initially when they took me to the wild, a couple of my photographs were displayed. Mm. Uh, Some of them were sold also. Mm. Then uh, I think I am there on social media platforms. Have never, you know, tried selling them constantly. Mm. It is something which I try to keep gifting to my friend because mm. I think those are a special movement. Uh, instead of buying a 
some you know costly effect, costly gift i rather prefer to get one of my one of the good photograph that i believe is good good moment mm. get it uh, framed and gift to my friends amazing amazing so now let me move uh, once more and talk come back to arthi little yeah uh tell me a little bit about uh, abl the work that you're doing here and the kind of businesses that you work with so arthi little uh, ashutosh you know because you come from the a professional background but many people in india do not know about it but people those who know consulting they know authority little correct if i may say we are uh, the oldest management consulting firm i want to exaggerate mm-hmm. started out of uh, mit boston mm-hmm. uh, professor arthur dehon little uh, was professor out there and he established this company a lab mm-hmm. in 1886 in boston only wow uh, this was more uh, kind of in r and d and he could envisage that you know in the time to come uh, industry people will realize that there is a 360 degree view point required you will also require to innovate and do well mm. he started uh, in 86 and then since then this company has been in in establishment mm. it has its own life cycle gone into difficult time been bought over by someone else but the brand has been so strong it was not uh, diluted gradually okay okay uh, early so i think let me put things in perspective i think in beginning of 2001 or sometime mm. the company was actually on the verge of bankruptcy mm. it was acquired by altron and then when altron and capgemini was you know merging and they were they found that uh, they were not doing really well as as far as adl part of the business is concerned mm. so few uh, employees then mm. some consultant within the company they bought the company back from the altron okay so this company today if i may say is actually a employee owned company so wow. there are mm-hmm. consultants or you can call partner or whoever so six people all alive all are still working so they have invested their money and they bought back this company okay uh, today we have our presence in more than uh, more than 60 countries if when i speak with you we have been in india by the way since uh, since long time 1948 49 we were called by the wow. then government mm-hmm. and we did lot of work with the government creating the governance structure and many more things mm-hmm. okay uh but for late time for late long duration of the work adl was either part in india was either part of the japan office or part of the middle east office mm. and uh, two years ago bonnet metra who's again uh, former mckinsey guy and he's from iit iim hyderabad mm. uh, so bonnet joined this company as a managing partner and he came board and now we are focusing to rebuild adl in india since last two years i think the last year we have one among the fastest grown growing company wow with regard to the size with regard to the business size mm-hmm. with regard to the geographical uh, presence as well mm. uh, we we do not do financial audit kind of work mm. anything else under the umbrella of consulting is what we do okay arguably we are the one of the consulting firm who are also consulting people in the space sector as well mm-hmm. so arthur digital was part of the apollo mission long back Okay, and as I speak with you, I'm also working with a couple of companies who are into space sector. Amazing. So that's Arthur Little, and we have. Uh, you asked me about a little more about company how we mm. look at. So we have a pretty clear concept of open consulting. Correct. Uh, open consulting nowadays, I think most of people have started talking about it, but we have been doing it. Mm. So the focus is more on bringing people who come with the other side of experience, the operation side of experience. Mm. 
who give you a more insight may not be great in terms of making a powerpoint presentation mm. that experience of 20 30 years which having worked in the organization that you acquire is something which is incredible right uh, we don't hesitate reaching out to people who have subject matter experience because as a consultant we might not be not be knowing everything mm. so that's a way we work uh, a very good team of external advisor also is mm. with us mm. uh, i mean this is how we are working us those fantastic fantastic and uh, I've got time for one more question, and therefore I'm going to ask you this question, which is for the many, many viewers and listeners who've listened to our conversation. For a person like you, Vijesh, who seems to have such an amazing spectrum of experiences—you know, the corporate world, chairing India, Uzbekistan, president of Arthur Little, an agropreneur, a photographer—what would you say are three lessons? you would want our viewers and listeners to take away from your life's journey and from this conversation <laughs> uh there are many lessons i think let me try summarizing three uh first thing which i think uh, which comes to my mind as such is that uh, it's okay to fail okay hmm. uh it's easy to say accepting your own failure and it's easy to say please do that it's very but i think when you come into real practice it's very difficult to accept your own defeat mm. but trust me uh, you are a, again professionally matured person uh, to younger generation i would say mm. uh, fall well and rise better mm. because your failure teaches you something which nobody else can teach you correct and in your early age of your career the more you fail i think the stronger and the better you become mm. so it's good to fail it's okay to fail i think and you not know, keep this to your heart many people i saw they do not accept this mm. and i think particularly in the millennials and new generation it is very challenging mm. they really you know uh, uh, they they find very difficult to accept the, the defeats and failures so this is something which i would say so you must fall because if you want to rise you have to fall well said mm. fall well and rise better uh second uh, i think uh, which i have been a very strong believer is that you put your skin into the game Mm-hmm. you just cannot be a mm. 9 to 5 person yeah. okay uh, this is unfortunate situation now because my my recent learning in last couple of years have been uh, not everybody has got that shared vision mm. if you have someone in your team who share your vision with you he will put or she will put the skin into the game mm. so if you want to grow within the organization or as an entrepreneur you have to put your skin into the game you do the job which you are actually expecting somebody else to you know do even if you don't do you should know what he or she is supposed to do right i think the time is now changing and we're in even in consulting mm. the client expects you how much are you putting your skin into the game correct so be it in terms of your fees be in terms of your senior management time so second thing which i i personally mm. believe that you should know how to roll on the sleeve and do the job mm. third most uh, easy but most difficult is that mm. your integrity and character mm-hmm. so i think uh, my learning has been that Uh, you may grow faster mm. you know you can do a lot of things in 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 career personally mm. personally both ways but it's very difficult to have a character you know mm. normally we get confused with two things mm. and you'll you'll come across people who have got very brilliant personalities but their characters are different so it's very good to have a character which is very you know in sync with your personality how mm. you appear is what you are it's mm. good to have a very because we rarely a uh, very rare combination to have integrity and in this kind of thing in today's time mm. well so said. 
Well said. Rajesh, uh, on that note, uh, thank you so much for speaking to me. Thank you for sharing with me your amazing journey as the president of Asri Little. And I didn't know that ADL is one of the oldest firms that has been present in India since the 40s. Thank you for talking to me about the India-Uzbekistan corridor, about your journey as an entrepreneur, and uh, about what you are doing as a wildlife photographer, which is so important for each one of us to have, which is a passion. And finally, thank you for talking to me about the three lessons. It is okay to fail, have a little bit of skin in the game, and one's character uh, or how one is perceived by the external world is very critical. Thank you for speaking to me and good luck. Thank you, Astos. Thank you for having me over here. Thank you. Thank you for listening to the brand called You Videocast and Podcast, a platform that brings you knowledge, experience and wisdom of hundreds of successful individuals from around the world. Do visit our website www.tbcy.in to watch and listen to the stories of many more individuals. You can also follow us on YouTube, Facebook, Instagram and Twitter. Just search for the brand called You.